¡Ay! ¡Ay! Hola, cariño. Hola, amor. Y bienvenidos a Uy, qué horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I'm Johnny. And I'm Eileen. Good morning. Good morning. Oof. Oof. <laughs> I feel like we always are like, boof, whenever we, we start the episode. Honestly, like, should let's let's record at night one of these days. Like, come on. I f- I feel or, like I'll be crazy at night. On it, that's true. Anyway, how are you? Good to see you. And you, hello. Um, I uh, I've been. I mean, again, five years later, but <laughs> I recently watched the Batman, and I've been on such a Batman kick that I've mm-hmm. now moved on to animated Batman movies. Ah, yes. Yeah, and I watched Hush the other day. Which is uh, this, the most recent, the Batman was kind of based off of. Hush is an animated Batman movie? Yes. It's it's a graphic novel in the Batman world and they made it into an animated movie. Most of the animated Batmans, if I'm, I hope I'm correct, Mm -hmm. any comic nerds can let me know, are usually like a a graphic novel or like a big storyline within the comic. I'm having a fun time exploring the Batman universe right now, and um, and I think today, since I have a pretty chill day in the afternoon, I'm gonna head into the mask, whatever it's called, Mask of Phantasm. Who fucking knows? Let's take a sharp left. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Oh, uh, but before, but before we take this sharp left, we just want to remind you to please subscribe, rate, and review to our fucking show. <laughs> So subscribe, rate, and review on wherever you pod. It helps us get more listeners, and we truly appreciate it. So having said that, (laughs) this week it's my pick, Mm -hmm. and I was like, now I have to scroll through our episodes to see, like, what the countries we've been doing just so that I I hate to double up. I do the same thing. And I was like, oh, it's been a long time since Colombia. Entonces, yo busqué una película colombiana, and I found a few by this director, David Bojorquez, I think is how you pronounce it. So I was like, sure, I'll pick one of these. And I picked The Devil's Child, Mm -hmm. which has an alternate title of Diablo, like Mm D-I-A-V-L-O. Pero... I don't know why that it's not marketed as that or anything. I yeah. saw some pictures of like uh, in those red carpet, red carpet premieres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And atrás de ellos decía Diablo, pero it's, I believe it's the devil's child. Honestly, I'm curious as to why devil is even mentioned in this film. Agreed? Okay, let's, uh, let's yeah. talk about it. So this movie came out in 2013. 21 is what IMDb says. She's fresh. She's a fresh baby. Why don't we get a synopsis from you? Lovely. So this synopsis is from IMDb. Here we go. A young American nurse. Huh? Okay. A young American (laughs) nurse (laughs) finds herself haunted by childhood trauma when she is employed at a remote house to care for a sinister old psychic. Okay. Right off the bat, this woman is not American. When we say American here, let's be clear. Like, she is American because she's from South America, you know? Okay, sure. I think what they mean here is, like, she's from the good old USA, which she technically could be if she were, you know, 
I don't know, dude, whatever. <laughs> but the thing that I'm mostly hung up over here is a sinister old psychic. Yeah. What? Let's head on over to Colombia and see what's going on in this creepy old house. Okay. We see a little red-headed girl. She's got tears streaming down her face, and a bunch of other little girls encircle her ring around the rosy style. Mm -hmm. They all are wearing white dresses, kind of uniform-esque, kind of like nightgowns, if you mm -hmm. will. Mm -hmm. And there's a big girl, like an older girl, and she seems to be berating the little redhead that's in the center of this ring around the rosy. And everything is kind of slow motion and you don't hear what she says, but uh, she's, I think, mouthing the word weirdo. Mm, like right up in her face. Yeah. The little redhead girl holds her head and then another of the little girls from the ring pushes her to the ground and another little girl writes on this little redhead with a sharpie the word weirdo. When I saw that, because at this point, I didn't understand what that girl was saying, and it was still slow motion and everything. And remember, I don't like to watch previews or trailers mm. of the movies we mm -hmm. watch. And I saw that the word weirdo was written across. I was like, oh, this is in this is in English? Yeah. Okay. So the group of girls runs away, except for two other little girls. They're brown-haired girls, and they stay behind, and they hug their little redhead friend. And an intertitle appears that says Diablo with a V. Superior species with advanced mental capabilities. Predators of the humankind spelled incorrectly. So sorry. Did you notice that? No. Which word is spelled incorrectly? Human, humankind is spelled humaned kind. Like an all one word. Human. Human. Uh-huh. Human kind. In Interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's not on purpose for sure. Uh, no, I don't think so. No. no. Predators of the humankind believed extinct in the late 1800s. OK, and then we see our title card, The Devil's Child. A car drives down a foggy open road. And in this car, we see three young women, a redhead <gasps> and two brunettes. Who could it be? So let's put two and two together there. This shot was beautiful. I mean, the movie in general is shot very well. Gorgeous. This is like mm -hmm. a lovely aerial, foggy shot, slow-mo of this car driving through the country. And I thought, ooh, this looks really, really nice. I loved yeah. this shot right here. Me too. Very pretty. So these three girls are Cherry, Maria, and Sarah. Maria asked Cherry, the redhead, why does she have to go so far to take care of some old geezer? And Cherry's like, listen, we need the money. Or did you forget about our eviction notice? They keep driving down the street until they reach an area where there is a young man waiting for them, uh, specifically waiting for Cherry. And this is Dwayne. Cherry says goodbye to her friends and hops in the car with Dwayne. And off they go in the car. Cherry asks Dwayne if they could stop for something cold to drink, but. <laughs> Sorry. Now, this for me, this was the moment where I thought, OK, the writing is tough because who says, can we stop for something cold to drink? No, you don't say that. <laughs> glad you said that because that sentence fell upon me yeah in a it, it it didn't land in my ear yeah it was like what 
It feels weird. Yeah. Like you're just like, hey, can we stop? I want to get a drink. You know, but yeah. can we stop no. for something cold to drink? Can we stop for a refreshing, sparkling <laughs> beverage, please? I was like, oh <laughs> damn, okay. The, 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 yeah. Some of the dialogue and the writing is tough here. Let's just be clear. And it also felt a little condescending for some reason. Well, let's get further into this movie, but we need to discuss Cherry. We need to discuss <laughs> Cherry. I'm feeling really validated right now, and I'm very appreciative of that. Thank you. <laughs> I think we should just kind of flesh her out a little bit more. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> before we possibly tear her to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, can we just establish here that, okay, let's just say this real quick. Uh-huh. The past few movies that we've covered on this podcast <laughs> have been a little rough. And yeah. We're not tearing these movies apart on purpose. We're just being honest. So Eileen mm-hmm. and I have committed to looking out the very positive things that this movie has to offer, but we will not lie to you yeah. if we're not feeling certain things. Yeah, so yeah. just that's just as if like we're just prefacing this all with that. Okay. We're not dicks all the time. Yeah, it doesn't feel good to be a dick, dude. It doesn't feel good. No, we're looking for the good. We want it to be good, you know? So anyway, let's just keep going. (laughs) So so we want to get something cold to drink on the road, but we can't because Dwayne says there's nothing along the road. And literally, they're in the middle of un bosque. No hay nada. Se ve que no hay nada. Yeah, girl, where are we going to stop? And as Dwayne is saying, like, listen, there's nothing here, he takes a peek at her chest. And she catches him checking her out, it seems. And she asks, do you like it? And I was like, uh. (laughs) And we see an (laughs) up close of her chest. And what she's referring to of the do you like it is her necklace. And it's like two weirdly intertwined pieces of silver with two little red rubies on them. And Cherry says it was my grandma's. And then they continue to drive in silence. Now, the necklace to me, so because there's like two little pieces of silver pointing downward, which look to mm-hmm. me like upside down crosses. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Not quite sure how that still ties into this film, but I thought worth mentioning. There's a knock on the car window and Cherry, who's been asleep this whole time, uh, wakes up and Dwayne says to her, hey, we're here. And then we get the view of this humongous, big, dark, decrepit old mansion. Is this CGI? I was going to ask you the exact (laughs) same question because we do get daylight views of this house from the outside where I was like, is it? I can't tell if the house is CGI or if they just added like... Or the sky and the moon. Yeah, like CGI fog and stuff like that around it. Honestly, I'm not quite sure. It looked CGI to me. A little CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now inside on the foyer, Dwayne tells Cherry, wait here a moment. And he walks over to the living room that's like right next to the foyer. And he nods at someone that we don't see. And he says to Cherry, Miss Hallowell is ready to see you now. So Cherry walks into the sitting room, this living room. And there's a woman with a blunt white bob haircut sitting in the corner with a notebook. I'm shocked. That you're not saying. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, it's coming. It's coming. (laughs) Let's discuss the wig. 
Okay, let's discuss. So why do people refuse to get a lace front? Because that is a blunt hairline. You can see. Now, granted, in daylight shots, it looks a thousand times better. Mm. It was either like one day they decided to fully glue it down to her forehead and Mm -hmm. other days they're like, just pop it on your head, girl. You know, what's interesting is I looked up this woman for trivia and I found her Instagram. We'll talk about this later. But I found a video of her like behind the scenes during this movie and she has the wig on, not like fully put on. And she's Uh singing Let It Go from Frozen because, you know, it's like, you know, Elsa or whatever. Because blonde. Yeah, yeah. And it is lace front. You can tell because it's not fully placed. But this shot, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. As our first reveal of this woman. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. Rough. Tough. So... So she's sitting in the corner looking very severe and, you know, that kind of stuff. And she tells Cherry to sit. Cherry does. And Cherry is very smiley and, like, very cute. She's got, like, a cherubic face. She's got her red curls falling down over her. And you're just like, oh, look at this sweet, sweet gal. You know what I mean? We just wrote the same thing because I wrote here, this girl is very cutesy and nice, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) I'm still not ready to to really discuss the feelings that this woman brought out in me. But I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't she sweet? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's almost like too sweet. It's it, you know what it is? It's not sweet. It's saccharin. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, tone it down. Tone it. Yeah. Yeah. So she is so smiley and like, thank you so much for meeting me. Oh, my God. What a pleasure to meet you. And I appreciate this opportunity. And she really needs this job. And that line is always so telling of mm. when people. When people are like, I really need this job, you're like, oh, somebody that other person who you're who is hiring you is going to take advantage of your ass. It's always how I feel. And you will not leave when things get uh, kind of weird Rough. or tough. Yeah. You know, you'll, you'll be like, well, I, I, I need this. So I need I, this I'll job. stick it out. I really need this job. OK, <laughs> so Miss Hallowell says. You're 21, correct? Very severely, very darkly in her shadowy corner. Mm. And Cherry says yes. Apart from the hospital, do you have any other experience caring for the elderly? No, she doesn't. And she says, I expect you to take excellent care of my father. And Cherry, you can count on me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Miss Hallowell, now holding a gas lamp, is taking Cherry up to meet her father, and she explains that he has a skin condition, so he can't be exposed to strong light. And as they're going up this staircase, it's lined with all these creepy portraits, and they're all on this, like, very pretty, like, royal purple wallpaper. The Mm. house is very well, like, the art direction of the house is very good. Creepy, but still very beautiful. Kind of claustrophobic. A little bit, yes. So, Miss Hallowell, whose first name is Naomi, by the way. Mm. Later on, we find out that Dwayne calls her Miss Naomi. So Mm -hmm. Miss Naomi says that Cherry must only use gas lamps in the house and the drapes must remain closed even during the night because her dad's skin condition. And, you know, Cherry's looking around at all these portraits and going through this home and there's a portrait of a baby there. And she's like, okay. And Mm. 
paintings, not pic- not mm-hmm. photos, paintings. So they both go into Naomi's father's room and he's laying in bed, sickly wheezing. And there's like an IV drip. But instead of, you know, IV fluid, it's blood. It's just like a mm. bag of blood dripping into his body. And Naomi says, father, <laughs> this nurse will be taking care of you while I'm away. <laughs> I was like. Why is she British right now? That one British sentence for one, but just father yeah. and then back father. to normal. <laughs> yeah. Downstairs, Dwayne is making dinner. And at the dinner table, Miss Hollowell is continuing telling Cherry all the rules to this house. She says Dwayne goes into town every week to pick up her dad's blood, <laughs> which I was like, that's so what a horrible job. <laughs> and Cherry, <laughs> Cherry asks, how can she communicate with Miss Hallowell, Naomi, if there is an emergency? And Miss Naomi says, Dwayne will go into town and he'll get in touch with her from there. There are no telephones in this house. Mm. And Dwayne comes in with a tray of dinners and he is about to place the other plate for Cherry when Naomi's like, Dwayne, she will eat in the kitchen. Okay, ma'am. Now, this is a good point to say that Dwayne is black Mm -hmm. and there feels servant energy in this. Oh, yeah. And it it continues. It absolutely Absolutely. continues. Later on, Miss Hallowell, Naomi, she's sitting in the dark in her father's room in a chair in the corner and she closes her eyes. But then she pops them back open again and they are milky white. (gasps) She's having a vision. She hears a girl screaming and it's a blurry vision of someone struggling and suddenly a close up shot of some demon pointy teeth. Yeah. Just like a growling mouth. Yeah. And they're like long and pointy, horrible teeth. This was a I semi jumped. No, absolutely. Yeah. These teeth are scary. Horrible. Yeah. And then we see more struggling and then she comes out of her trance. I was also confused here because before when Miss Naomi is showing Cherry around, she's like, you know, remember to always use the gas lamp. He has a sensitivity to light. Mm. And have you seen the others? Absolutely love the others. Oh, my God. So, so good. And I was like, oh, the others. This is the same situation. But then with this, where she opens up her eyes I was like, wait, what? What's going on here? Like, is she is she having like a psychic manifestation? But then she sees these teeth, which I thought demon because this movie is called Devil's the Devil's Child or Diablo. And these teeth look demony. But then I thought, wait, so this dude's in bed and he can't be exposed to sunlight and he's being fed blood. So I thought vampire vampire interesting i was everywhere with this movie ghost demon vampire who knows what who who well we'll continue to find out now we're in a dormitory and it's full of beds with little girls sleeping in them so we can deduce that this is un orfanato this Mm -hmm. is an orphanage we approach the little redhead from the top which let's all be clear now is baby cherry and she's snoozing and a teeny tiny hand appears. Mm. And I was like, me? (laughs) (laughs) 
It's Eileen. A a teeny tiny hand appears and strokes her face and she wakes up. The next day, we see Dwayne is driving Miss Hallowell, Naomi, Miss Naomi, uh, to wherever she's going. And she tells him she's in the back seat, by the way, again, very Mm servanty for Dwayne. And she tells him that while she's away, the house is his responsibility and the girl, too. Okay. At the house, Cherry is in Mr. Halloway's room, El Señor. His name is Philip. Mm. Mr. Philip is what Dwayne calls him. So she's in Mr. Philip's room, and she's attaching a new bag of blood to his fucking IV stand. And she says, good morning, Mr. Philip. And he just stares at her with his weird milky eyes. Now, they're not fully white and milky like Miss Naomi's. You can still see the the pupil and the iris, but it's like there's like a, a milkiness to it. Later on, Cherry and Dwayne are in the kitchen and she's asking about the piano in the living room. And Dwayne says, oh, it was Mr. Phillips. He used to play. And Dwayne asks Cherry, do you play the piano? And she's like, no, but I dance. And this is where. Okay. (laughs) All I wrote here was, oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. This is the thing. The way the way she said it, it was like she was inviting him to keep asking about her dancing. Do you know, like the type of people that are like, yeah, well, I do this and like waiting for them to be like, oh, tell me more. And fucking Dwayne's like, cool. How's your soup? Cool. <laughs> let's, let's keep eating. <laughs> yeah. Dwayne is stoic quiet mm-hmm. uh straight face like it, it doesn't seem like he's very engaging with people probably because that's how he was uh, made to be at this yeah. home he seems very reserved and uh correct private and uh, like shy yes innocent yes yes also he is incredibly handsome oh i <laughs> Was like, why am I crushing so hard on this guy? <laughs> crushing hard on Dwayne, dude. And I was like, is it because he's such like a sweet, sweet baby? I was just like, hi, Dwayne. Like, he's just so freaking cute. Definitely taken by Dwayne, yes. for sure. So now we see Cherry and she's looking through some books right in front of the door of Mr. Phillips' room. There's like a little landing there. And she's on the ground. And in these books, there's drawings of men with like single eyes on the forehead or like Mm. drawings of two heads connected together by weird things. Psychic stuff. Psychic stuff. And like the the language, like the stuff written down is all in weird symbology. And you're like, what the fuck font is this? Like, what's going on? So de repente, Cherry hears a noise. Now, it's a very specific kind of noise, and I want to, and that's going to come up later. Yes. And I want to see if maybe you and I, I, it took me the two watches to maybe put two and two together. Me too. But, okay, great. So let's get there when we get there. Is it going to be spoilery if I tell you what I first thought it was? This What sound? did you think it was? It sounded to me like... A steam hiss, like a New York City heater, just like uh-huh. really, really fast. That's what it sounded like to me. 
funny because for me it sounded more rattly. Okay. Like it sounded more like. Mm. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So she looks down the hallway, this dark pocket of terror, and there's nothing there, but that's where the sound came from. So she kind of ignores it and she starts to put away the books that she's been looking at. And we get that classic horror moment of she's covering up the pocket of terror with her body. But then when she moves away, someone is standing there and she doesn't notice. And then she again moves in front of the pocket of terror to grab a book or whatever. And she moves back again. And the person is closer. Mm. Now we can't see, it seems like a man's body. Mm. It's very shadowy. You can't see the face. And then she again moves in front of the pocket, moves back. The person is gone Mm. in her bedroom. Cherry writes a letter and she's looking at a picture of three little girls. And this is the moment where I was like, Wait, what What year is is it? (laughs) What are you going to say? What do you think? So at this point, I was like, oh, I think this may be in the 70s. But even then, because, okay, if we if we pay attention to the clothing specifically that Cherry and her friends wear. Yes. It looks there are 70s tinges to them, but they're not super 70s where you're like oh yeah this is definitely the 70s no it's like a bell-bottom pant there's a couple clogs here and there there's like a shawl that's crocheted at one moment i thought too about the cars that are being driven in this movie are 50s style cars and this picture that you just mentioned of these three little girls that picture looks like it's from 1920 Bro, that picture looks like a sheet over the photographer, the smoke puffs out of the fucking... And then, like, it looks old as hell. I mean, I wish we could be more specific, but I would take anywhere between 50s and 70s in this movie. Yeah, like early 70s, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Who who knows? Who knows? So these three little girls, I think we're meant to believe, are... the redhead and the two brunettes from Mm -hmm. the top, baby Cherry and baby Sarah and baby Maria. So she folds up her letter and she puts it in an envelope, but she also folds up what looks like a map Mm -hmm. because we see a big house and some, and like a, like a hand drawn map. Yes. And she puts that in the envelope too. It's nighttime. Cherry's sleeping and a piano starts to play and Cherry wakes up. And she follows the sound of this piano down the staircase to the living room where the piano is. And there's a platinum blonde man in a tuxedo sitting at the piano playing it. Draco Malfoy. Absolutely Draco Malfoy. Totally. Like literally El Peinado like gelled back the way that Draco has it. It's totally Draco. Draco Malfoy. Absolutely. So he's turning his face to look behind him and de repente a blackout. And then Cherry wakes up in her bed in the morning. Okay. Okay. Downstairs, Cherry's at the piano during the day and Dwayne comes in and he's like, hey, maybe you shouldn't fucking touch that, homie. And uh, she purposefully touches a piano key and says, oops. (laughs) It's meant to be, I think, flirty and precocious and it just comes off shitty let's talk about cherry now 
can we t- okay. can we talk about Jerry now? <laughs> Let's talk about Jerry. So I knew this girl in high school. Oh my god! We all knew this girl in high school. Yes, and there's nothing wrong with this girl in high school. In fact, no. she's she's perfectly lovely. She gets mm-hmm. really good grades. She loves to dance. She's the dance girl. She's the dancer yeah. girl in in she's high school. She's the performer. She's the performer. Mm-hmm. She might ride horses. She's like oh, that. total horse girl energy. Listen, she's lovely, mm-hmm. but there's just something about her that you're just like, I can't put my finger on it, mm-hmm. but you just kind of strike me in such a way that I don't know, like. It's just too much. Yeah. Like very sweet, well-mannered, but also like tee-hee-hee, I'm flirty. (laughs) But like the flirting comes, I'm just like, no, you're too innocent for that. It makes me feel weird and just like, yeah, I don't know. And I was a really nice, very, very, I was a good boy in high school. I really, (laughs) really was. I followed the rules. Yeah. But I was not like, this where it was just like you see that girl and you're like oh, I wish you would just stop trying so hard yes yes and look look I know that might make me sound like a dick but you, you listen tell me you don't know what I mean you know exactly what I mean absolutely it's the kind of girl that you're like there's a level of mistrust there's something where you're like I don't know I feel like there's there's something there that isn't I can't trust you all the way. You think you're better than everybody else. It's yeah. something like that. It's it's along those lines. ¿Sabes lo que es la frase que decimos? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Un aire. Yes, un aire. That's what it is. <laughs> un aire. And you can't quite place it. You can't quite place it. No. Pero you're just like, ¿sabes qué? No. Con no, ella, un aire, no. Como que no. Con ella, no. 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 We don't need to invite her to the movies. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, We're dicks. Carrie, but oh, man. Bro. And so Dwayne, after she plinks the piano, after he also the fact that he like Dwayne is a sweet, yeah. quiet, polite man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you probably shouldn't be touching that. Follow the rules. You've mm. been here a day. Mm-hmm. Like it felt like she was undermining him yeah. in a way. And like, I don't know. And I get it. They're trying to establish a flirtation here between these two. Yeah. Okay. But Got it. So Dwayne tells Cherry he's going into town and if there's anything that she needs and she hands him the letter that she was writing the night before. And he sheepishly is like, oh, is a love letter. And she's like, maybe. Okay. And then she... <laughs> and then she's like, no, it's just to my friends. And off he goes. Up in Mr. Phillips' room, she's given him a sponge bath slash oiling him. Oh, like some sort of ointment. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Antibacterial something. Cause something. Because he's covered in horrible bed sores. He's covered in open wounds. <sighs> like horrible and at one point she's got this huge sponge and she's like she goes in an area on his back and he winces very small but Mm. he does and she apologizes and then she takes off her gloves and applies this 
medication upon him. I'm like, ma'am, first of all, incredibly unsanitary. Ooh. You were wearing gloves beforehand. Why would you take them off? And not only that, now you're rubbing around his gaping wounds. Why? Like, that's not cool. <laughs> well, I think clearly this was done on purpose here mm -hmm. where, I mean, we'll get into this more, but this man... Those milky eyes mean something. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. the the milky eyes might have had something to do with the fact that she took her gloves off to touch him. Still disgusting and uns unsanitary. You shouldn't freaking do this. But I was yeah. like, there must be a reason for this. So she's fingering his fucking open Ew. wounds. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> and she's talking to him about, oh, how he plays piano and how she wishes that she could play an instrument. But she is a great dancer. And I'm like, stop fishing for people to ask you about your dancing. This man is catatonic. <laughs> He's not going to say anything about your dancing. She is desperate for someone to ask her about it. You're a dancer, you say? Tell me all about it. What kind of dancing do you do? Could it be tap? Modern. Oh, ballet? Uh modern. <laughs> it's modern. <laughs> so she leaves Mr. Phillips' room, and she hears the same noise that she heard when she was looking at the books. And she looks down the hall where the noise was coming from, and she decides, I'm going to walk over. So she goes over to a door that's down there, and she turns the knob, but it's locked. Something creaks behind her and she turns around and it's a little boy and he runs down the staircase and she follows uh, across the hallway and down the stairs a little bit. And he's standing there in the landing, like the first landing of the stairs, and he's looking up at her and then she continues to follow. And this little kid still keeps running and he goes into the living room. She follows him into the living room. And she comes across a big chest of drawers with one of the drawers pulled open. Now, did you notice that as she's standing there in front of this chest of drawers, looking at this open little drawer in the back, in the pocket of terror, Ms. Naomi was there? Yes. Was that a painting or was that her just sitting and chilling there? Oh, I thought it was her. Oh, I thought it was her too. Okay, I'm glad you said that. I think she was sitting there. And also... What did you think was in this chest of drawers? I had no idea. I was like, what What could it be? What did you think? Well, because bef from before, when we heard that what I thought was a steam hiss sound, mm -hmm. it came from that pocket of terror hallway that led to that door that you just mentioned. Yeah. And as soon as, you know, this little boy kind of leads her downstairs to this chest of drawers with, with Miss Naomi behind her, I was like, the key is in there. That's where the key is. <laughs> I genuinely didn't put that together. <laughs> I mean, obviously hearing it now from your mouth makes total sense. Because spoiler alert, she does eventually find keys in there. And I literally was like, oh, I wonder what could be in this, in this drawer. Truly didn't cross my mind. Oh, man. Wow. What an idiot. <laughs> that's not what I meant at all. No, uh, no, that's just how I feel about anything, myself. If anything, I was just like, let's speed this process along, shall sure. we? You know. Now, the other thing that I want to say about this about this moment with Miss Naomi in the pocket of corner, pocket of terror in the corner, is this house the way they lit it and the way that they designed the way it looks. There 
is so much opportunity to have pockets of terror mm. and things hiding and sp- like just like not popping out. It made me think of um the haunting of Hill House. Mm, sure. And yeah. remember when it came out, everybody was like, oh, my God, did you see in the back in this scene? It's never like popping out, scaring you. It's just sitting in the background yeah. being you terrifying. wouldn't even notice. Yeah, exactly. There were so many opportunities for that kind of stuff to happen. The tension and the atmosphere that this house built was really good. And mm. I thought it was a missed opportunity not to use these corners to give mm. us, especially because we're feeling haunted housey vibes yes, right now, right? Absolutely. We see a ghostly child running mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. And then this moment with Miss Naomi, I was like, oh shit, look, she's right there. And I was, mm-hmm. for the rest of the movie, I kept looking in the corners, looking for creepy stuff. Inada. I did. I appreciated the little moments they gave us. Mm-hmm. But interesting that you bring up the net that you're talking about the Netflix show Haunting of Hill House, right? Yes. Ha, which, yes. Have you seen this? Yes. OK, great. Because there is a moment later that we need to discuss because I was like Haunting of Hill House. Agreed. Agreed. To the max. But we'll get there. So we're standing in front of this chest of drawers. The thing is open. Apparently there's keys in there and I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> You're not. And, That's not what I meant. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, she goes to pull this drawer out further. But on its own, it slams back shut and we get a blackout. Mm. Did I jump? Absolutely. Absolutely. Same here. Now we're back with the little little baby cherry. And she's waking up in her dormitory and at the doorway, her two little friends, Sarah and Maria, are standing there, too. And the three of them hold hands and walk down the hall of the orphanage to where another girl is laying on the ground, bleeding from the head, like the, a wound in the eye, it seems. Mm. And it's the older girl that was bullying little baby Cherry at yeah. the beginning. And she did. Back to present day Cherry, and she's passed out in front of the chest of drawers. Like, whatever happened with that slam made her faint or something. And Dwayne comes in from being in town with groceries, and he finds her laying on the ground, and he goes to help her. He's like, ah, Cherry, Cherry. In her bedroom, Cherry is sipping from the tiniest cup of fucking tea. Like, it's literally Chip from fucking Beauty and the Beast. (laughs) Oh, Chip. (laughs) And she's just like... A little cameo appearance. (laughs) uh, Yeah, literally just like... "Mm, I forgot. I've tried to say a Chip line. I don't know any. (laughs) Mom! Oh! I forget. So so she says to Dwayne, Oh, you're a really good caregiver. Almost as good as me. No, that's not nice. That is not nice. We know that she's trying to be like, I'm just joking. I'm just being like sassy. No, uh, stop plunking on pianos that you're not supposed to and stop saying things like this. Agreed. So. Oh, boy. Well, we haven't even gotten that. Just (laughs) hold on to your butts, everybody. So she asked Dwayne about his family and Dwayne explains that, you know, he was on a boat escaping from his island. Now, this is a good point to say that Dwayne also has an accent, but it's a Caribbean accent. Mm. For a minute, I was like, is he Brazilian? Because there was something about the way he spoke that I was like, it almost sounds like a Brazilian 
accent in English. Mm. Um, but when he said island, and uh, and then I was like, okay, island must be El Caribe. Mm. And then later on, this is where I solidified, I think he's Haitian. Mm. So he's escaping from his island, and there was a huge storm. And the last thing he remembers is the boat turning over. And Cherry asks him how he ended up here at the Hallowells, and Dwayne says he doesn't know. Hmm. I was like, interesting. And then he says, Miss Naomi kind of adopted me. Hmm. And I was like, Dwayne, I don't think you were adopted, baby. I don't, I don't like this for you, Dwayne. No, Dwayne. So Cherry reveals that she's also an orphan, and she has lived with her friends her whole entire life. And that they're like her sisters. And then she says. <laughs> what does she say, Eileen? <laughs> and then she says, do you know what I do when I get down? I get down and I, <laughs> I shut my computer for a brief moment and walked away. I threw my computer through the window I just threw it through the window. I don't have a computer uh, the anymore. The only reason I didn't throw my computer is because it's freshly new and I didn't want to ruin it right away. Um, oh, no. Again, just trying to shove down our throat that she dances, dude. Now, I, I feel we are putting a lot of blame on this, uh, this character, Cherry. Yeah. It's not her fault. It's just like that line. Uh, that was that's a bad line that she had to deliver, and she said it with conviction. And we just have to deal with it, you know. Yeah. But when it's I tell true. you the cringe <laughs> factor, it's so cringy, Ooh! dude. Dude, damn. So the two go up to the attic where apparently Miss Naomi had a little ballet studio oh. and Dwayne heads over to the record player there and he puts on a funky song. And now the first time I, <laughs> the first time I watched this movie at this point, I still was like, what year is this? Like, I didn't know. And he puts on this song that's like, and like it, it barely starts when Cherry's like, oh, my God, I love this record. And immediately she's dancing like it has been like ping pong. And she's, and she's like, like, oh, I'm love dancing. Mm -hmm. Ugh, I wrote and, I wrote uh, here. How uncomfortable is Eileen right now during this dance part? <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, I was incredibly uncomfortable i'm not surprised because she's just like and hip and a hip and then she's doing this like and a flippity flip <laughs> like a 70s uh what do you call this where like you can't see this people yeah like you know that arm roll makes me think of john travolta think about ty Bo. yes ty Bo. ty Bo. <laughs> think of ty Bo when you're punching and you're rolling your arms madonna in the hung up video like that yes. kind of shit yeah that kind of stuff that's the moment that i was like what year is it because mm -hmm. these dance moves look like they're what the fuck is this dancing yeah so <laughs> so then she grabs Dwayne, who is like no i'm fine i don't need to dance and she's like come on you know you want to there you go it's that same thing where in every movie where it's like 
I don't know how to dance. And then the person that does dance is like, yes, you do. Don't worry. Do this. And then she shows him how to arm roll. And then he does it. And she's like, now you're doing it. You're dancing. And <laughs> you're it's like, doing it, Peter. <laughs> yes, it's absolutely you're doing it, but Peter. But then he, it, they, they give us the um, Pulp Fiction. It's the Pulp Fiction. The Pulp Fiction V to the eyes for five minutes. Five minutes. It's too long. Ooh. They're twirling and rolling and Pulp Fictioning, and be- the camera moves around them as they're like dancing together. The camera stops, and behind them, in a pocket of terror, someone is watching them. Mm. And then they twirl again and do some more Pulp Fiction, and then it the camera spins a little bit more to the side, and in the studio, like the ballet mirror. Mm-hmm. We see Mr. Philip is standing there watching them. Creepy. Very creepy. This was creep vibes for sure. Out of nowhere, once we see Mr. Philip, Dwayne like fully just like drops his arms and he's like, we should stop dancing. And he walks away. He heard a gentle screeching noise that is present throughout the movie. And this moment, I thought, how much does Dwayne know? Like how invested How deeply rooted is he in this family? You know what I mean? But also, I had to think about after I watched the movie both times, I was like, how much is it Dwayne being controlled? Yes, yes. By Philip. So Dwayne is like, I don't want to dance with you anymore. And he walks away. (laughs) And in his bedroom, Dwayne is in bed and like silently whispering in another language. Now this movie's on Tubi and it has yeah. uh it has subtitles and all it says is whispers in another language and it doesn't translate what he's saying. When I heard it the first time, it sounded like the Portuguese word proteger, which means to protect. Mm-hmm. But I was like it didn't sound like me saying the word proteger. There was something there was another way of like the word sounded different. So I went to Google Translate because Uh I'm a professional person (laughs) and uh, and I Googled protect in Haitian Creole and it translated to protéger, P-W-O-T-E-J-E. And Mm. I was like, that's absolutely what he's saying. It sounded like protéger moi to me, like protect me. Yeah, 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 Mm. yeah. Interesting. In her bedroom, Cherry is woken up again by the piano, but as she's coming down the staircase again, she's dressed differently. And her hair is up in like old timey curls. And like it's one of those uh, really frilly kind of not all the way off the shoulder, but like right up to the shoulder dresses, like a little purple situation. She comes down the staircase and at the piano again is the platinum blonde man and he's playing. But this time Dwayne also hears the piano and he gets up out of bed and instead of going downstairs, he goes upstairs to the ballet studio and there he sees Cherry, but Cherry is in her regular outfit that she was wearing and she reaches out to him and they start to waltz simultaneously downstairs cherry in her old-timey kirsten dunst and interview with the vampire it <laughs> totally <seems>. yes <laughs> that kind of vibe uh she is now waltzing with the blonde dude 
Upstairs and downstairs, they waltz and waltz until the upstairs cherry falls. And downstairs cherry, she leans in to kiss this blonde man. But upstairs, Dwayne reaches for Cherry's ankle to, like, help her out. And a demon, horrible hand touches his. And he looks up, and Cherry now has a demon face. Yeah. The mouth, very similar to the mouth that we saw in Naomi's vision, the crazy teeth. And she lunges at Dwayne. And Dwayne wakes up suddenly with a start, and he's lying down in the ballet studio, and it's daytime. And at the same time, Cherry wakes up with a start, but she's downstairs in the living room next to the piano, fully standing up. Like she was like, she wakes up almost kissing the air where the Mm. blonde man would have been. And in the bedroom, Mr. Philip has his eyes wide open and milky white. And then he closes them and falls asleep. Cherry... Checking in on Mr. Philip, looks at his hands, and they are they are gnarly, bro. This first reveal of the hand and the nails was scary. Fucked. Las uñas, brother. Esas uñas. Cracked, long, long and cracked, and ugh. like black and horrible. Esa mano. Trim those nails for that poor man. So as she's looking at Mr. Philip's hands, they like begin to clasp at each other like intertwining their fingers and then suddenly that ringing noise that Dwayne had heard upstairs Mm. like that weird uh, screech Mm -hmm. some sort of like high pitched something happens and it hurts her head and she's like oh like almost like a migraine situation and she walks out of the room and she looks down at the hall where that locked bedroom door is in the kitchen Dwayne is cooking the rabbit that he just hunted i guess and cherry asks him if there were any other hallowells and Dwayne tells her that there aren't that miss naomi wanted to have kids but she wasn't able to and he asks cherry what she's gonna do once she's done with this job at the house and she's like i don't know go back to the hospital take some dance classes oh. surprise surprise <laughs> Girl. So she asks him, what about you? <laughs> what about you? What are you going to do? And Dwayne's like, I'm I'm staying here, dude. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and she says, well, what about your dreams? Don't you have any dreams? And he's like, listen, I was raised by the old servant, Louie. And he taught me that it doesn't matter what you do in your life, who you are. Your fate is already written. That's the thesis statement of our film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That your fate is already written. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. And she asks him, what about the family photos? Let's look at the family photos. I really love old pictures. And I'm like, brother, vos sos una metiche. ¿Para qué estás buscando las mierdas de la fucking gente, brother? Just do your job. <laughs> Why do you have to look through these people's fucking old-timey pictures? But they do, and they go upstairs to the attic, to the ballet studio, and they're looking through a box of photos. And she asks if there was ever another kid in the house. Nope. Mm-hmm. As they're going through these pictures, Cherry finds a rolled up portrait and she unrolls it. And it's a painting of a woman wearing the same necklace that she has. And the dress she's wearing is very similar to the dress that Cherry was wearing in her dream. Mm. So Dwayne says that 
This portrait is of Mr. Phillips' sister, Violet, and that she was an outcast of the family. And as Dwayne is flipping through a, a scrapbook, he points out a young man in a photo. And the young man is a platinum blonde man. <gasps> and Dwayne says, that's Mr. Phillips. He was a highly respected psychic. And at this point, Cherry is just upset because she's like, why is my necklace on this painting? What is the deal? Why am I having dreams of this man? Whatever. Exactly. So it's the night and we see blood dripping on the ground from Mr. Phillip's bag. But then we see a shot of the bed and he's not in bed. In his own bed, Dwayne is praying. Again, mm. we don't get a good uh, caption or translation, but this is what I picked up. I picked up, Mon Dieu, Pukisa, something, something, something. I think there was something important there. I wish we had had subtitles there. Like, not even just to be subtitles, but like for this film to give them to us, you know? Caption, like, yeah, translate it. What is he, I want to know what he's saying. It would have explained more about Dwayne's place in this story and mm-hmm. and in this household and it truly now we don't know because we didn't get that information so yeah. that's a bummer so Cherry has a shower and afterwards she's sitting at her vanity brushing her hair which okay I need to take a moment I knew <laughs> you were going to talk about this I know you so well but I thought Eileen's going to talk about this. Ta- tell me. <laughs> so Cherry has curly hair. Mm-hmm. It's a it's very beautiful, long, gorgeous curl, healthy curl. You mm, can tell beautiful hair. Her hair as she's <laughs> the type of brush she's using to brush her hair should never be anywhere in contact with a curly head. Never. There are too many bristles. If there were a moment where she were to use that brush, her hair would have to be soaking fucking wet. Her hair was only partially wet. And I was like, this is not proper curl hair. Her curl hair care. Everybody, I wish you could see Eileen's <laughs> finger right now. She is just <laughs> waving it Wave around it. like, no. Absolutely not. No, no. (laughs) You must not. Listen, if you have curly hair, do not brush it when it is dry. We're going to do a special Week Horror episode, just like Eileen's tips for curly hair. (laughs) It just it makes me so mad because curly people natural hair in in black women and women of color curly people in general like it's not a prim a prominent thing Mm. in film and if you're gonna showcase it in film just all i want is authenticity man i I don't care if it's that little of a detail like a curly person on that set should have been like that is not the type of brush she would be using it's a big reason why women of color and black women often don't get the hair care on set that they deserve or that their hair isn't portrayed correctly on film because they don't have people of knowledge that are doing their hair properly. And you know what? You know what the thing is? It's not the job of the performer, of the of the actor, actress, whatever. It is the job 1, of, for example, percent. like in this film. The, the the set dresser whatever do a little research and be like 
she wouldn't use this kind of brush. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it just takes it's a you do your job, basically, like do your job. And if she did use that kind of brush, her hair wouldn't look the way that it does in the film is all I'm saying. Yeah. And I, we know to some people this might be just like <laughs> this doesn't fucking matter. But honestly, like if you think about it, does. it, it actually it, it does. You it know? really does. Anyways. OK, that's my curly stance. Speak on if it. You want, <laughs> if you want curly tips, I'm <laughs> definitely here for you. <laughs> Use a cotton T-shirt to dry your hair is all I'm saying. I can't help Great. you because I'm bald. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> Cherry sits at her vanity brushing her hair. And in the mirror, she sees the little boy again. And she turns around to see if he's behind her, but he's gone. So she turns back to the mirror and boo, he's there again, but a little bit closer. And this little boy who has red hair says, mommy, hmm. the next day, Cherry goes back to the chest of drawers in the living room where she had passed out in front of earlier. And she opens the drawer that was opened before she reaches in. And shockingly to me, at least mm -hmm. there was a ring of keys so she grabs these ring of keys that she found in the drawer. She goes up the staircase and she looks up to the portrait of of Mr. Philip that's on the wall. And next to it, there's an empty frame, which I think is where that picture of his sister was. Mm -hmm. She walks down the hall over to the locked room. She unlocks it. She opens the door and she goes in. And then we just stay with the open door for a while and we never go inside. I expected the door to slam. Yes. I expected something to happen. Nothing happens. In Mr. Phillips' bedroom, she's changing his blood bag and it's leaking. And she gets blood on her fingers. And then she licks it. And like, it's almost like she has a moment like, whoa, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. And she goes, she wipes her fingers off. And then, and then she grabs what I said, Vicks Vapor Rub, and starts applying it to Mr. Phillips' open wounded chest. And he reaches his gross, disgusting claw hand and he caresses her face. But then the camera goes to a different angle and the hand is youthful and beautiful and clean and nice. And then it turns again and we see that it's back to the fucking fucking hand from hell mm -hmm. and she kind of like pulls away <laughs> and we're like oh okay so it's this moment of because she doesn't pull away immediately and when she does eventually pull away it's not it's not like ew gross get your fucking no. hand off me it's more like oh okay and and he still has his like hand gross hand from hell like you said just kind of <laughs> slowly lowering down which fully yeah. creeped me out but yeah Very she's creepy. not she's not disgusted by this she's not and especially because she's rubbing <laughs> <laughs> she's rubbing his chest with Vic's mm -hmm. vapor rub it seems and as he's doing this so it's like i don't want to say sensual but senses are happening yes. and like there are it's and she's not weirded out no Later, it's dinner time, and 
there was a moment in the woods of Dwayne and Cherry hunting together where he helps her hold the gun up. And now they're it's we're just getting closer. Cherry and Dwayne are now instead of sitting opposite in the kitchen table, they're sitting next to each other. She starts caressing his arm. She says to him here something. I can't remember the line specifically, but she was like, it wasn't that hard or like, see, I can do it, too. Meaning because yeah. she was the one who like caught the, the, the rabbit, rabbit or shot the rabbit and again i was like that's not nice i know you're no. just being like see it was like you're being flirty but i don't like it it's condescending <sighs> like he's like okay cool <laughs> it's super easy for you to do too i've just been hunting dinner and cooking dinner for you for how long now and this it, is what you're it, gonna say to me you do exactly. it and do you, then you you can t- you can make dinner too if you want. Yeah. Okay. You fucking take the buckshot out of the fucking Peter Rabbit over there and, <laughs> and skin it and fucking exactly. boil it and do the full thing. This delicious meal I've made for you. How dare you? Exactly. Dwayne, we love you. <laughs> we do. <laughs> He's so sweet. And they lean in and they're about to kiss when they hear a car rumble outside. And it's Sarah and Maria, Cherry's friends. What the fuck are they doing here? Well, she sent them that letter with the frickin' map. Exactly what I said. So, Mm -hmm. Dwayne goes outside and he's like, this is bad news. Like, what the fuck are these people doing here? And, but not in that way. That's how I would. I'd be like, what the, who the fuck are these people? But Dwayne is like, um, maybe not the best idea to have these people here. And Cherry's like, listen, they'll be gone in the morning. And she turns to Sarah and Maria, now in the house, and they're like, why are you here? And, I, and this is where I wrote, girl, you're the one that sent them a fucking map. And also, they sure don't seem friendly right now. Like, I get it that she's like, listen, these girls showed up. They're cock blocking Dwayne and como se llama la, la cherry. La like, cherry. It sucks. Pero también, these are supposed to be your your girls. Like, you're apparently you love these women. They're your sisters, basically. And yeah. things are cold. And also... Sarah and Maria suck. Oh, dude, they suck so hard. Let's discover why. They're awful. (laughs) First example of why they're awful is, you know, Sarah says, well, we just really wanted to see you. And then Maria swiftly says, so did you and Dwayne get it on right in front of fucking Dwayne? Can we not? Can we not? Be cool. So. We see Cherry have a little moment with Mr. Philip and she says, good night, Mr. Philip. And she heads out of his room. But then we see that his eyes are wide open and milky white. And Uh-oh. that means psychosis is about to happen. Not psychosis. Psychic, psych- a psychic, psychic moment. Connections are yes. about to go down. In the attic, Sarah and Maria are lighting up a doob and they're playing oh some God. groovy, funky tunes. And they have a bottle of booze and a paper bag. They're bad girls. These girls are bad. We love to do drugs and get drunk. Yes. And wear <laughs> tiny mini shorts with big go-go boots. So Maria tries to get Cherry and Dwayne to smoke, but they're like, no, not really. And she's like, oh, my God. And so, uh, I have to take care of an elderly man who was on the brink of death. You're coming to my place of work, bro. I mean, I did invite you and fucking write a map. Pero también, I'm not about to I'm not about to smoke when I have to take care of this old ass man. No. Dude, 
Hello. So Maria's like, let's all play a game. So they sit down in a circle and Maria explains the rules. You pull out a piece of paper from this bag and whatever comes out must be done. Okay. So basically it's a bunch of dares. Cherry's first. She asks who wrote these. And it was obviously Maria and Sarah. Duh. Cherry pulls out a paper and on it, it says murderous. Hmm. And they're like, oh, my God, say, what do you have to do? Say it out loud. Do it. Say it. Do it. Say it. And Cherry is just like, what the fuck? Who would write this? And then Maria, who's a fucking dick, is like, ah, fuck it. Grabs it, chucks it across the room. She's like, I'll go. So she takes out a piece of paper. Oh, my God, I got to lick the floor. And so she does. And they're like, (laughs) and then Sarah goes next and she pulls out her fucking piece of paper, says, kiss the boy you like the most. But since the only boy that's there is Dwayne, she got to kiss Dwayne. Maria turns to Cherry and she's like, is it okay with you, Cherry? And Cherry is still, as they say in the famous TikTok, the woman was too stunned to speak because she is still freaked out of the fucking murderous Murderous. thing that she got. Yeah. So she says nothing. So Sarah leans over, kisses Dwayne. Sweet Dwayne is just like, okay, sure. Uh, he does get a little smile on his face, though. He's very cute. And then Maria's like, okay, I got to go pee. Uh, I'm going to go down. Fucking, where is it? And Dwayne is like, oh, it's downstairs, down the hall to the right. So Maria goes down one floor and she sneaks into Mr. Phillips' room. And oh. she looks over and she sees him in bed asleep. And she walks over to his own chest of drawers and she's snooping through his shit and she finds a little box of jewelry. Ma'am. Ma'am. She's straight up robbing him. She is straight up robbing him because she grabs a piece of one of the jewelry pieces he has and she takes it. And as she's walking out of the room, we see the bed is empty. You get her. (laughs) (laughs) From behind... Two horrible hands grab her face and pull her off screen. That was, I was like, oh, that's Oh, it scared the shit out of me. Scared the shit out of me too. Yeah, hands from hell. (laughs) (laughs) In the attic, everybody is like, yo, Maria's taken too long. Where the fuck is she? So Dwayne goes to find her and Sarah is like, what's wrong, Cherry? And I'd be like, uh, you came to my job uninvited. You smoke weed, you drank fucking booze. And then you kissed my guy. And then you're robbing my boss, too, which she doesn't know about. But still, from outside, the girls hear a car revving up. So they run downstairs and Sarah is out the door. But Cherry stops right at the foot of the landing when something or someone passes in front of the camera very quickly. And you get a very quick shot of a white dress. It's like it's it's a woman, basically. Mm -hmm. Outside, Maria's car is driving away and Sarah is running down the road like, oh, my God, Maria, stop, Maria, you skank. Did they say skank in the 70s? A girl. I couldn't tell I heard that, too. I wrote skank. Okay, sure. Skank. Back in the house, Sarah's coming in through the front door and she's like, dude, Maria's gone. And Cherry... Sitting on the last step of the staircase, looks just past Sarah at the front door. And in the shadows, someone's there in a dress. And when Sarah notices that Cherry is looking past her, she turns to look. But there's the person, as she's turning, 
slips outside very creepily. I was like, no me gusta. Yeah. And Sarah asks Cherry, are you seeing things again? Hmm. Okay. And then a woman comes up right behind Sarah, but we're seeing it from behind Sarah. We're seeing Cherry. So all we see is the back of this ghostly appearance in a white dress, long hair. And right at that moment, Dwayne comes in from outside. And this woman, this ghost, this apparition disappears. Dwayne says he was looking for Maria outside and Sarah's like, listen, I got to go. We, I need to leave. Get me the fuck out of here. So now Dwayne is in the car driving Sarah. As they're going down this woody road, they come across Maria's car like in the bush. And Sarah freaks out. She's like, stop the car. Stop the car. It's Maria's car. So Dwayne stops it really fast. Sarah jumps out and Dwayne sits in the car for a minute, like contemplating, it seems. And then he gets out, too. Yes. Two questions here. Do you got me? Who drove the car away in the first place? We never That's know. something to think. And also, what does Dwayne do here? Let's come back. Yes. In the house, Cherry sits at the dinner table with her head down. She looks up, and at the end of the table is a woman in a white dress. You can't see her face. It's all shadowy. She's got her arms, like her hands on the table. She's standing, looking very menacing. Mm -hmm. And Cherry starts to repeat her, to herself, it's not real. It's all in my head. It's not real. It's all in my head. It's not real. It's all in my head. I'm going to give her a qu the quick, quick, just a little shout out here to her because mm -hmm. clearly not my favorite, not your favorite, Cherry, I mean, yeah. but I, I appreciated her commitment to this scene. A very This line has been said in horror movies five million times, but she delivered yeah. it with a lot of conviction and commitment, and I appreciate that. Just want to give well, her a little one, shout out. One thing about Cherry, the actress that plays Cherry, she's committed. Like she's, oh, she's in, in it. She she's in it. in it. She is performing. Mm -hmm. And whether she's annoying or not, like that I don't that doesn't take away from the fact that she's like, you know, me and my and I, I need Commitment. you to commit. And she does. She is committed. So. And also, I think just just to say again, the dialogue does not serve her a lot yeah. throughout this film. And she's still saying these lines. She's still yeah. saying these lines and she is committed to them. So she's freaking out. It's not real. It's all in my head. It's not real. She closes her eyes. She holds onto her head, like trying to get this image out. When she finally calms down a little, she opens her eyes and it's we see her in profile. And from behind her profile, another woman like leans forward and hisses the word murderous. In the in the captions, it says, yes, it is. But oh, she says, yeah, I was like, that's wrong. Murderous. Now this, to me, haunting of Hill House. Absolutely! Oh my God, dude! I—it's the part in the car when they're driving and the sister pops out. Yes, this is ripped from that yes. series. Ripped from the headlines, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we see it's the bully girl from the orphanage, and she's got her wound on her face. And then we're suddenly back with Baby Cherry, and 
Her eyes are milky white now, and it looks like we see her from underneath, and she looks like she's either stabbing or boring, or she's doing something with her hands that makes her look like she's doing something bad. Yeah. And then we pull out, and we see blood on her little hands, and then we see a sink drain with bloody water going down. And then baby Cherry tucks herself into bed like... (laughs) Good night. Just killed somebody. Cool. We're good. (laughs) (laughs) Present day Cherry is now asleep at the dinner table and Dwayne comes back in from whatever he did in the woods and Mm. Sarah's not with him. Where's Sarah? Spoiler alert. We never see or hear from Sarah again. And now he's in his room and we, okay, this is where we, I begin to connect the sound with things uh-huh the rattle i heard so we get a shot every time that Dwayne is in his room he's doing some form of woodwork it seems he's got mm-hmm. little like whittling tools and stuff like that we get a quick shot of like pieces of wood and like sh- um shavings on a desk and it looks like a particular shape mm. um And then we get a shot of his hands, like him, like almost like he's looking at his hands like, what have you done? Yes, yes. Right? Yes, that's what I got. Por qué? I think he might have killed Sarah Sarah out in the woods because he's first of all, when, when I asked about the car being driven off, didn't he go to check on Maria? Did he? I can't remember. Yes, he went he went first. Yes. So I think he took the car. He drove off uh-huh. of the car cuz then he comes back and I was like I was looking for or am I confusing things? That that is what no, he said, no, no. right? Yeah, absolutely. And so that's when Sarah's like give me the fuck out of here. He takes her to the woods and I think he killed her. But also the idea like throughout the movie he's heard that kind of um high pitched Screeching, screeching sound and i sound. do feel like he is very much under the control of the hallowells so i i think so too who's to say and you know this is all about psychic power and all that shit so maybe he was forced to do these things i wish there was just a little bit more clarification about Dwayne. same just a yeah. little bit more because i don't mind if anything I think it's interesting to have this old man work his wrongdoings through this poor guy who Mm -hmm. just happens to be can't like literally he can't do anything about it because uh, my dude is a psychic asshole. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So but that's never really cemented. And Mm -hmm. I'm and again is why I wish we understood what he was saying and Haitian Creole because I feel like that would have given us some information anyways in Mr. Phillips room (laughs) in Mr. Phillips room I wrote como un vampiro he sits up like fully like appears on the screen as he like from the coffin coffin, with his milky white eyes fucking wide open which is And this happens right after Dwayne is having this moment of like, why my hand? So that makes sense about maybe him controlling. Philip might have made him do this. Yeah. It's the next morning and Cherry wakes up at the table, but she is in her old timey get up again. 
And there's wine in front of her. She takes a sip. She turns over and she sees the Platinum Blonde Man standing there. But as we now know, Platinum Blonde Man is young Philip. Mm -hmm. Dwayne in his room also wakes up. Mr. Philip, old Mr. Philip in his room is also up. And he's sitting on the edge of his bed, open sores on his back. Just a fucking disaster. This man that plays Mr. Philip is very, very gaunt and thin, bony. So it's particularly Mm. awful. It gave me um, terrified vibes, actually, because he's bald and like Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. creepy. Yeah. Downstairs, Cherry and young Philip start to waltz. Dwayne comes downstairs, but it seems like old Philip is trying to stop him through psychicness because we hear this like high pitched screech and Dwayne's face. It's like almost painful, but he's like working through it. And Cherry is Mm -hmm. still waltzing in her trance and Dwayne goes up to her and she holds on to the sides of his biceps, which are bulging and lovely. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but in in the trance, she's holding on to young Philip. But Dwayne is awake and in present day. And he calls her name. He's like, Cherry, Cherry. And he shakes her. And de repente, we see el, old Philip, his ugly face and demon teeth. And now Cherry has the hell hands that Philip has. And she cuts into... Dwayne's biceps and then her face changes her eyes are also milky white wide open but then she faints and Dwayne backs away holding his like wounds in his arms he runs to the back to grab his coat and the gun and he's pointing the gun at Cherry but he can't do it he's like he's like I'll kill her because he's just seen El Demonio mm-hmm. it seems yeah. And instead mm-hmm. he goes out into the woods and starts shooting at nothing and screaming. Por qué? Uh, I don't know. Get that frustration out, I guess. Weird. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In the house, Cherry wakes up on the ground and she's calling out for Dwayne. And she sees that the front door's open. She runs out of the house and into the woods. She falls and right in front of her, she sees a thing and this thing looks like the woodworking thing that Dwayne was working on now it wasn't until my second watch that I was like oh eso es una matraca do you know what a matraca is a r- like it's one of those things <laughs> where you you, ho- you hold on to the stick part of it you spin it around and it goes I don't know what it's called in English but it wasn't same as you it was the second watch that i was like oh that's what that fucking yes. sound was yes not a hiss it was the of a what do you call Una it matraca. Matraca. Uh-huh. entonces yo dije why is Dwayne? i mean is Dwayne making this matraca for on behalf of philip like que tiene que ver el Dwayne haciendo esto And then she finds this matraca on the ground in the woods. It's bloody. It's like a 
it's covered in yeah. blood. She looks up and she sees the little boy again. And he's standing over Dwayne lying on the ground. We get a close up of the mm-hmm. little boy and he's got blood all over his mouth, blood all over his hands. And then we get a shot of Dwayne on the ground, bloody around the neck, eyes wide open, foaming at the mouth, it seems just fully dead. Vampire girl. Uh, I will say, though, talking through this, I do believe so. Dwayne does, like you said, woodworking mm-hmm. stuff. He made mm-hmm. the matraca and specifically, I believe he did that. Because he was either told or controlled by mm-hmm. the Hallowells. That's okay. why he did that. I think so, too. That's what I think. Cherry, seeing this vision of the boy and Dwayne dead on the ground, she closes her eyes again. And again, it's all in my head is all in my head. And the vision is gone. Back in the house, Cherry is still looking for Dwayne. And she goes into Mr. Phillips' room and she looks at the bed and he's not there. And she turns around and he's in a pocket of terror in a chair where... Miss Naomi was sitting the first time she had her vision and he stares at her with his Mm. white milky eyes. And then that high pitch ringing screeching begins. She grabs her head in pain and she falls down in a faint. But then from the ground, Cherry comes back to and she's old garb Cherry, old timey Cherry. She gets Mm -hmm. up and she sees young Philip standing there. He pulls her toward him. She takes his coat off. He caresses her face. He undoes her dress. She pulls it off. They (gasps) kiss. Shirt off. And we fucking. They fucking. She's moaning and he fucking. And they are rolling around on the bed or rolling the hay. And she's like, oh, my goodness. She runs her hands down his back. And suddenly (laughs) that back is a woundy, open sore, fucking disgusting, bony back. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> and then we see young Philip's hands running down her arm, but then we see another hand, and it's a fucking that the hands from hell uh, just caressing her mm-hmm. body. And suddenly we see that El, El young Philip is fully coming. He is like on top of her, like, oh yeah, I'm about to. And then de repente. He becomes old Philip, open sore, gross, viejo señor, and basically he's raping her now. Yes. She comes out of this vision of fucking young Philip, and she sees old man, and she's fighting him off, and she's pushing him around, and it's all very, a lot of movement. She falls to the ground. She sees under the bed, and there's dead Maria, fully open-eyed, blood gushing down her head. He grabs Cherry from her hair, and she continues to fight him off. He's still trying to, like, mount her and get on top of her. Suddenly, she's on top of him. Her eyes go fully white. We hear a squelch, and she screams, and he's dead. Was his bone popping out of his neck? She didn't strangle him. I thought maybe she was strangling, but then you see, like, a fully, like, a wound popping out of his. Yeah, yeah. Like a fucking oyo, brother. It's the next morning, and out in the wood, Dwayne has been sleeping up against a tree. He wakes up suddenly and he goes back to the house. He calls for Cherry. He goes up the stairs. He finds Mr. Philip dead on the ground, bone poking out of his neck. 
He comes back downstairs, still looking for Cherry. But then from the living room corner, we hear Dwayne and it's Miss Naomi and her white wig. And um, Dwayne says, you let it happen. All of it. And he screams and he falls to his knees and she stands up and she says, remember your place. And I was like, okay, racist. (laughs) Mm. Also, can we just real quick? So for a while there, I was like, these are vampires. But Cherry just snapped his neck and he's dead. That's not a vampire. And also, La Señora Naomi is, if she's a vampire too, she's sitting here in the daylight. She can go She can go out and about, like she can be in the sunlight. I don't think they're vampires. That's not what I think they are. I never thought they were vampires. It was the teeth and like, the bl- yeah. like why the blood all the time? No What's say. with the blood? This was a moment where I was like, eliminate vampire, uh-huh, uh-huh. for me at least, because Cherry so easily right. killed this guy. Upstairs with Naomi watching, Dwayne closes Mr. Phillips' eyes and covers his head with a blanket. And Naomi says, she's in the forest, basically sending Dwayne to go get her. And as he leaves, she sits in her chair. She closes her eyes. She pops him back open again with her white eyes trance. And she starts to say, you belong here. And in the forest, running for her life, Cherry hears Naomi's voice echoing through the woods. You belong here, here, here. And then suddenly, Dwayne is out in the woods, and he's running too, but he's got a bag. So my dude is like, I'm out. Bye. (laughs) Fuck this shit. Yes, Get the fuck out of there. Bye. So he runs through these woods. He's calling for Cherry, searching for her, but she's just going deeper into these woods. You belong here. You belong here. And they're both running and running. And finally, Cherry gets to a clearing and she falls to the ground and she screams a painful scream and she grabs at her stomach like she's in pain and she passes out. Uh A tiny hand reaches down and helps her up. It's the little boy. In the house, Naomi walks down the dark hallway to the locked room. The ring of keys is in her hand. Back at the clearing, Dwayne finally finds Cherry and he tells her, listen, I'm leaving. Come with me. But Mm. she says she can't. And Dwayne, who's not a fucking idiot, is like, all right, bitch, bye, and runs the fuck Mm. out. He's like, okay. I... Loved this because earlier in the film, he's he literally says, "You're you know, fate, fate is like, yeah, it's already determined." And here he's basically like, "Fuck that shit, fuck fate, I'm out, bye." And he he just gets out of here. Loved this choice. These crazy white people, I'm not gonna stick around. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no way. And because he breaks himself from yes. this control, yeah. this trance, all of this. Like, the, the power that they've exerted over him, he's like, no more. And also, I love that he doesn't try and convince her. I love that she says, I can't. No, you don't want to come? Fuck, fuck you. this shit. Peace. It was a great shot, Slow too, of motion. him running and yeah. her just wor- totally the other way. Great shot. At the house, the door to the locked room opens, and we finally see what's inside. It's a crib. A baby room. In the clearing, Cherry begins to walk back towards the house. 
And at the house, Naomi sits in a chair in the baby room, just reveling in it. Title card, The Devil's Child, Fin de la Película. You know that Dwayne made every single thing in that room. Yeah, because everything is wooden. Everything is wood. Okay, now I have Mm -hmm. a thing here. We are to gather that El Señor Philip had a sister, sister, Violet. La Mm -hmm. Cherry said she got the necklace from Mm -hmm. her grandmother. So her grandmother is Violet because she saw that painting of her with the necklace on. This is incest. Yes. When she's raped by by Philip, this is incestuous. And also La Señora eh, Naomi is her family yeah. as well. So this this is some sort of devil force psychic thing here. So it seems from what it this is what this is all speculation. I think <laughs> this is what I gathered from the evidence that I have okay. acquired. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. I think young Philip and his sister Violet might have been incestuous together. Oh, I didn't even think that. Okay. Because when we see Cherry in the old timey garb, and we see the outfit that Violet is wearing in the portrait. Sure, they're similar. That's what I, I was like, this seems correct. And uh, we don't know why this, the sister was outcast, but obviously she had a child. Maybe she was like, this is gross and I can't believe, or maybe he raped his sister, who knows? And so she had this baby and she dropped it off at the orphanage that she that Cherry lives in. And yet she's still somehow psychically connected to the Hallowells. Hence, maybe why mm-hmm. she killed that young girl at the orphanage who knows i have a little bit of information that may help us uh from in trivia so we'll talk about it there until then let's get into some trivia okay so this is my trivia for today let's talk about david boorkes you can find him on Instagram at Borkinson, <laughs> which is B-O-R-K-I-N-S-O-N or at www.davidborkes.me. So it says here, David is a Colombian filmmaker, commercial and music video director who graduated from LaSalle College's graphic design program with a focus in 3D animation, VFX and motion graphics. Cool. The release of his first music video landed David an internship with Blacksmith Studios. At Blacksmith, David participated in some architectonic projects and directed a short film. Through time, the style of David's videos caught the attention of the Colombian rock band Artio, Arte... Artercio Pelados! <laughs> no way! I fucking love fucking Artercio Pelados. Wow, taking me back. And they hired him to direct a Dope. music video for one of their songs. Cosita, Cosita, Surya. Remember that song? <laughs> I do. I fucking loved Artercio Pelados. Or... Takes me back to high school, middle school and high school. Oh, my God. That woman's voice is so fucking dope. 
So good. Insane. So David later traveled to Los Angeles where he studied filmmaking at the New York Film Academy. And then after that, he returned to Colombia in 2014. His first film opened in fourth place at the Colombian box office against Hollywood blockbusters. It doesn't say which film it was, though. He has directed nearly 100 music videos that have over 2 billion views on YouTube. He has directed music videos for Maluma. (gasps) (laughs) J Balvin? Yes! Is that how you say it? J Balvin? shit! Uh, So his music videos have earned him a lot of awards. God damn. Maluma is so hot. Oh my God, Maluma. Maluma! (laughs) Very hot. Anyway, so he's he's a busy man, continues to make movies. He's got a great visual eye, and he's got some really wonderful ideas. Um, I can't say that this one was like the most well thought out, but clearly the dude has got some interesting stories to tell. Visual, visually, this movie, I was that wasn't my biggest complaint of this film. No, at all. it was gorgeous. If anything, gorgeous. it's very, very well shot. Yes. Now let's talk about Fiona Horsey, who I threw. This is La Señora Naomi. Literally in my notes, I just called her wig. So. <laughs> So you can find her at Fiona Horsey on Instagram. And on Instagram, it says, actriz, cantante, mamá, container house builder, and tree lover. And I was like, oh, actriz. So she puts this in Spanish because I I was like, gringa. No. But I found this on second.wiki. Fiona Horsey is an actress of film, theater, and television born in London recognized for appearing in film and television in Colombia. And she is also she is also a singer. Maybe that's why she said father. It's right right here. (laughs) She is the daughter of an English father (laughs) and a Colombian mother. Hey, that's very similar to us or to me even more. Right. Yeah, absolutely. After living for a time in Mexico, she returned to the UK and began to appear in theatrical productions. She studied acting at Queen Mary College and the Central School of Speech and Drama. Wow. In the mid-2000s, she moved to Colombia to continue her studies, mainly focusing on theater. And she had her first television break when she appeared in the series Padres e Hijos, playing Sister Alma. And since then, she has appeared in other television productions in Colombia, such as Mala Hierba, Hermanos y Hermanas, and Narcos. Oh, shit. Okay, girl. Fucking Narcos. Fucking Pedro Pascal vibes. And so she's also appeared in numerous films. And I found an interview with her. This woman speaks perfect Spanish, by the way. I bet. Like she is clearly multilingual. She was in a band called Mischief and another band called Daybreak. She mentioned in this uh, interview uh-huh. I saw on Colombian News. And in this news segment, they found like somebody on their phone filming her singing and she was good she was like rocking out it's not like it's like a rock band you know what i love i love that in latin america pop stars aren't the thing it's it's rock it's rock dude yeah si vos vas si vos querés cantar vos agarrate un fucking grupo and you fucking belt it's just i yeah, love that it's rock yeah rock music yeah so she's a rockera <laughs> All right, let's talk about Maria Camila Perez, who played Cherry. You can find her on Instagram at mcami.perez. On her Instagram, it says that she is an actriz and a bailarina. So on her Instagram, it literally shows her as a dancer in various uh, productions. productions. So this, this woman 
She is a dancer. Yeah. And I think the reason this was fleshed out so much in the movie is because in real life, she happens to be a dancer as right. well. So on backsta- Backstage.com, I found her profile on Backstage.com. Amazing. It says she went to Minnesota State University. <laughs> Whoa, okay. Where she got a BFA in acting. Some roles she played while she was at Minnesota State are Tammy in Hairspray. And she also played Helen Keller in The Miracle Worker. No way. Holy shit. And it says here that she was, I believe, nominated as Best Classical Actress at the semifinal round of the Kennedy Center American College Theater Festival Region 5 in 2016. God dang. Very cool. Very cool. Let's talk about Marvin Spaciano. I believe it is Marvin's. Mm-hmm. I think he so. played our fave Dwayne. So on his Instagram at don't cheat yourself fitness, <laughs> it says that he is a content creator, an actor and a health enthusiast on his Instagram. It's just like it's very inspiring. It's got a, a bunch of videos him, of him working out. Meditating. He takes a, like meditating, taking like dance classes. And he is also the CEO of dream complete closet that's on instagram which is a clothing brand based out of miami you can also find that at dreamcomplete.biz and he also has a podcast well 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 welcome to the club (laughs) welcome to the club so his podcast is called glory to glory and you can find this on all sorts of you know different podcasting sites wherever you listen to your podcasts so it says that Glory to Glory is a podcast for men and women. It is a guide on becoming the best version of themselves through being the best physically, emotionally, financially, and spiritually conscious individual to be an asset to society. So it's basically like wellness. how to be your, the best version of yourself, a wellness thing. And I do believe that it has a more um, spiritual slant, Okay, I think. and. That's my trivia for today. Delightful. So I found uh, an interview on thenocturnal.com with uh, David Borges. The title of the article is Exclusive. Director David Borges discusses new film The Devil's Child by Hannah Joy Sharif. And... um, and they ask some questions here that I was like, oh, interesting. These, uh, these, this is very interesting. So mm. Nocturnal asks, how is this movie alike or different from the other movies you've directed? And he says the similarities are that it falls under the horror genre and the special care of the aesthetic that I generally have in my films. On the other hand, compared to my previous films, The Devil's Child has a simpler narrative with very few dialogues. I try hmm. I tried to make this a very visual film, which I think explains okay. why we don't understand the connections between Dwayne and the psychic man and Philip mm. and all the moments where we're like using dialogue maybe would have smoothed some of those moments out for us a little bit. Mm. And also those long ass sequences of dancing, hunting, whatever. Yes, all that stuff. exactly. Now, this is the most important one that I found. Or the important thing that Nocturnal asked. They Mm -hmm. ask, although Mrs. Naomi cannot have children and the nurse was not 
adopted when she was younger. Can you further explain the relationship between uh, between Cherry and Miss Naomi and its progression over time? And David says the Hollowell family always knew where Cherry was. They waited until she was an adult to use her as the key to the survival of their kind. So I thought that was interesting. I was like, this is a moment where the show Don't Tell didn't work for the person for the movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, We needed a little bit more tell. The show was great. The show really worked. You showed us a lot of good stuff. You need Mm. to tell us a little bit more is what I think. In my honest and personal opinion. And my last little bit of trivia is at the top, we get a lot of like supported by and like uh, like a classic Latino horror film. They show us all the people that like helped support this film, including something called Jardín de Lolita, which I Googled the shot in the attic. The the ballet studio was filmed mm-hmm. here in Jardín de Lolita. So I went mm-hmm. to jardindelolita.com slash Bogotá. And it says, Lolita, un espacio gastronómico y cultural oh. para compartir en Quinta Camacho, Bogotá. So in their About Us section, it says, Nuestra propuesta cultural nació en San Jose, Costa Rica. And it's funny because I I Googled La Lolita and the first thing that popped up was this Costa Rica location. Mm -hmm. They brought La Lolita to Colombia to promote creative process in in a permanent format. Found in Quinta Camacho, Lolita is an open space for kids, youths, adults, and older adults uh, meant to uh, everybody. Yeah. Meant to be a learning space, a practical space for different expressions of art. And um, there are dance classes, theater classes, music classes. Uh, besides all that, it's a perfect place to have fairs, expositions and social events that will make your moments unforgettable. If you want a unique experience Join our cultural community in Casa Lolita, Bogota. And if you go to their Instagram, you can see all these really great uh, spaces that they have to rent out. They have a beautiful garden. They have a lovely library. You can see the room where they filmed in the house. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they say, oh, are you looking to film your next whatever? Come to our Jardín de la Lolita. Do you want to cook? There's a shot of a DJ thing. Like, come do a DJ thing here. (laughs) Yoga para todo. Especialmente para ti. So come do yoga at Casa Lolita. (laughs) There's a beautiful foods and teas, like parties, it seems like. Baby showers, book fairs. There's a little cat. You can bring your dogs. It's very. There's a cat. There is a cat. (laughs) She's like chilling (laughs) in the garden. It looks absolutely gorgeous. The grounds are very beautiful. So if you're in Colombia, in Bogota, and you want to throw a party, I'd say go to Casa Lolita or Jardín de Lolita and uh, enjoy yourself. There's a man playing guitar, música en vivo. Come on now. It's where we'll throw an Uike Horror party when we tour through Bogota. Absolutely. In 2023. Exactly. And very quickly, I just want to say um, that they also have, they're working very hard to be a sustainable space. And so very nice for our world and the environment. 
And uh, that's the end of my trivia. Love it. You want to answer some questions for me? Absolutely. Eileen, were you scared? Yes. There were tense moments. There were spooky moments. On my first watch in particular, I definitely jumped several times. So you know what? Yes, I was scared. What about you? I wrote kinda, but I agree with you. Yes. Like thinking about my first watch as well, I was definitely like, what's going to be there? What's going to pop out? And I definitely jumped a few times. So yes, absolutely. I was scared. What was your best scare? My best scare was when Cherry is sitting with the books and she's like moving in front and back of the hallway Mm. and we see the person standing there because that was like the official like something is watching us kind of vibe. And that kind of spooky, ooky ghost shit always gets me. So I'm going to give it to that guy. What about you? I gave it to the moment that Cherry is in bed with the old man, not the horrible rape moment but before that i think she's just kind of tending to him and he's it's where you see his horrible (laughs) hell claw hand by her face but then it turns into the youthful hand but then we cut to a shot of him just slowly lowering the hand down and that gave me the creeps i can't quite explain why but it just grossed me out and creeped me out so hard so i'll give it to that who was your favorite character Dwayne. yes great to look at just a sweet boy like i felt I felt for him like I I was Mm -hmm. thrilled when he got the fuck out of there. Even though it's possible he killed (laughs) poor Sarah or or whoever, whatever her name was. He was he was psychically controlled to do it. Don't feel bad. Go to therapy, Dwayne, and you'll be okay. Good for controlling your fate. Being like, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. What about you? It was Dwayne for me, too. Yes, for sure. What was your best line? So, (laughs) So... Uh, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna give it to uh Sarah yelling skank down the road just because I thought that was sure. funny. But I have a I have a worst line moment as well. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. which I think it also falls in like the best line, and that I just it because just, it's so bad because it's so bad and it made me laugh a lot. Was mm-hmm. do you know what I do when I'm down? I get down. <laughs> I, I, oh my God. I mean, well, it was the same for me. Hey, do you know what I do when I get down? I get, I get down. down. I, Cherry. What was your best death? I got a little bit of two there, too. I'm going to say I liked Maria getting snatched by the hell hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because that was a, a a nice big jump and you're like, oh, girl, you fucked. But mm-hmm. to give Cherry some props in this in a moment, because we haven't done that a lot for her. I thought her killing old Philip, she was very like we get a the shot where she's basically breaking his neck with her white eyes. And she mm. she does a very guttural scream that I was like, girl, you're delivering it right now. And I thought that mm-hmm. was really good. And we're, we don't even see her doing it. We just see her face. but. I was like, again, commitment. And that I respect. Mm -hmm. I respect that a lot from you, girl. So Maria and also fucking when Cherry kills old Philip. Agreed. 
I give it to also the Maria head grab. It scared me, and you don't see what happens to her until later where you see her covered in blood, but that was a good moment. Plus, I was also like, she sucks. She sucks. Let's get rid of her. Yeah. Let's just get rid of her. <laughs> Did you learn anything about the culture? Now, no, but I did learn something about Haitian Creole. I wish so much that we could know what he says. If anybody out there knows Haitian Creole and watch this movie can and tell watch us this what's being said there and tell us what he says, because um, I don't know. I, I was really proud of myself that I could like with the knowledge I have of the languages I own in my person, I was able to like differentiate uh, sounds and I could kind of like, it made me feel kind of Sherlock homey. So that made me feel very, very nice. <laughs> and, um, and I learned a couple, a couple words in, in Haitian Creole. So not technically um, Colombian, but I did learn something new. So I'll say yes. I said the exact same thing where I was, you know, I at first I was like, no, but then talking through it with you, it doesn't have to do with this culture of this wherever this movie is supposed to take place. But I also said, yes, sure. Yeah. And finally, how many ooze do you give this movie? As frustrating as Cherry was and the lack of connectors in uh, the relationships that we could have had. I still really liked the way this movie looked. I wish it were in Spanish. It gave me spooks. I'm going to give it two. I also gave it two. It's a great movie to look at. It's really, really beautiful. Well shot. And just like you said, like some of the performances were like a, a little rough. The diet, the script was just like, it didn't really work. But you know, I see the the passion here. I see like the eye that this mm -hmm. director has. I see totally. the passion for, you know, horror with a story, like yeah. an interesting story. It just didn't. It wasn't quite clear enough for me. No, but um, and the performances. It's like, it's like I know he good. can do better. Yeah, that's that's. The, I was like, you can do better than this. You know, yeah. like I'm interested to see his past films and interest interested to see what he does next. I agree. So. I mean, I was still invested. Absolutely. I was invested. There's, there's definite uh, potential there. I think it's down to script stuff, maybe. Mm. Well, well, let's head out of these woods uh, and this creepy old man's house. Again, <laughs> we love that you're here with us. Thank you. We're sorry if we're dickheads, guys. It's Hey, we made an effort to really kind of like at least... <laughs> highlight the things that we appreciate here yeah. but we're just trying to be real and honest yeah that's it i don't like this shade upon me but what are you gonna do yeah you can't be a people pleaser all the time eileen as much as you would like to do we want a people yeah, please we want to Please the people and the people is you guys, our listeners. Thank you so much for being here. Please remember to subscribe, rate and review. Like we said at the top, you can find us on our redes sociales at Wikiorror on Instagram and Twitter. Send us an email at Wikiorror at gmail.com. Thank you to Sonoro for being the spooky house we live in. Uh, <laughs> you can follow them at Sonoro Podcast on Instagram and Twitter as well. Johnny, I have a quick question for you. Please. Do you dance? 
<laughs> Tap, ballet, <laughs> modern. Yeah, I like to do my own thing. I like to mix it up. Come on. We're, you know what, guys? We are dancers. If you didn't know. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> We're dancers. We are dancers. <laughs> and Johnny, you're the only person I ever want to dance with because I fucking love you, dude. I fucking love you, too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios. Uy, qué horror. Es una producción de Sonoro. Produced by Jonathan Atkinson and Eileen Clark. Edición y mezcla, Karina Riverol. Escuche Uy, qué horror en cualquier plataforma donde escuchen podcasts. Subscribe, rate, and review. Adios. Adios. <laughs>